The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and the very tidy AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. COVID's still a thing, Eric. That's true. It's... You should care more. Uh, believe me, I know <laughs> firsthand. <laughs> so do I. I ain't letting it get me again. Mm-mm, not this time. AJ's down here wiping everything down, get the Clorox out. Oh, I didn't wipe my headset down. AJ touched it, huh? Never mind. You don't think you've been in other common places with AJ? I know you have. You haven't been that particular. Anyway, of Utah State basketball with a nice win last night. Cleaning my headset. What do you mean not being about Wyoming? Sanitizing. Uh, the uh, interesting first half versus second half. The way that game played out. We'll talk about that. Um, where things are currently in the latest brackets that are being projected. The net rankings. Utah State has their football schedule released today. Mountain West released the entire uh, schedules for everybody in the Mountain West. Kind of exciting to see what the football season was going to look like for this upcoming year. It's interesting how kind of look at previous schedules and how the way they put it in this year. It's it's definitely intriguing. Um, I like it though. I really like it. It actually looks really good. I'm I'm pretty excited about this year's schedule and. And, uh, you know, some of the teams you get to play, in, especially the road games, look great, too. So You can see the, the Utah State schedule on CashValleyDaily.com. It's already posted there. Uh, we'll go through some of the other interesting ones in the Mountain West. Uh, but um, And then there's some uh, more sauciness for the Utah Jazz as they get ready for the All-Star Weekend. The uh, Team LeBron and Team Durant, uh, Team Kevin Durant, Made their selections last night, nationally televised broadcast, and the last two guys picked, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and with some added slight, unprompted, totally unnecessary, coming out of nowhere, LeBron James says, no, no slander to the Jazz, but we didn't. nobody played the Utah Jazz when we were kids on video games. No one wanted to play John and Which- Carl. Which, he's right. I mean, look, you have an NBA... What does that have to do with anything for this weekend? You're right. No, okay, so that's where I'm going with it, right? I mean, when you play NBA Jam with your kids on the arcade thing, are you ever like, let me take Stockton and Malone of the Utah Jazz and be honest? Yes, because John Stockton has a sweet three-point shot. Malone's a good rebounder and a good defensive guy. How many times do you get the ugly shot when you're letting it go? Uh, Not from John Stockton. Yes, I am sure you do. I'm sure but you I'll do. be honest, if I have a choice, I am the Golden State Warriors every time. Yeah, absolutely. Because I guess the thing. Lakers, Warriors, Tim Bulls, Hardaway and Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen. Or Mitch Richmond and Chris Mullen. Or Rick Smiths and Mitch Rich. Yeah, that was a loaded squad. Or the Blazers had a good one. The Rockets. Um You know what's weird? The Sonics NBA were really good. Jam. Uh my eleven year old plays the New York Knicks every time. Okay, your 11-year-old needs to be educated. Patrick Ewing out there dropping three-pointers on us, left to right. No one in the family can beat him. He, I, has, he has his shooting touchdown. Nobody can beat Patrick Ewing from beyond the three-point line. Do you want me to come it's shut insane. him up for you? I'll come shut him up. We had a family tournament, and he was like, I'm going to be Patrick Ewing. You were, what? No, that's ridiculous. No, I'm going to be Patrick Ewing. And he torched <laughs> us. 
man, you guys really suck then. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, if really Patrick Viewing beat you, that, that's not good, man. We did this after a month of having the machine and all playing the games, so like we're familiar with the teams. And... Oh, boy. Anyway. Hey, speaking of COVID Side issues, bar. COVID's already affecting a conference tournament. Yikes. Uh, how so? Uh, you and I and Drake. Uh, the graphics have been taken off the scoreboard at the Enterprise Center. No official announcement or on anything or for any league or school source as of yet, but there is a delay in the game that was supposed to have started an hour ago. Well, here we go. <laughs> it's you're gonna find it's a few coming. others that happen. Yeah, that it's coming. Pop up. The question is, is how do you handle it? Drake is one of those teams that is projected to be in the NCAA tournament. Like, I mean, how do you handle this? If 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 they don't get a play in their tournament, do you say, hey, like, in, does another at-large team or a bubble team get in ahead of Drake now? I think, yeah, that's too bad. I mean, the NCAA they set out their protocols. That if uh, you're not available, they will find somebody else. Uh, but the deadline is like 48 hours after Selection Sunday. There's make room, the changes. There's rumors, and they're just rumors, so take it for what it is, that Drake will move on after a positive test from UNS, UNI side of, of their uh, basketball team. So if that were to happen in the Mountain West... Oh, dude, don't. Oh, God. I have my... Projected bracket here in my crumble cookie stained fingers. Did you wash your hands, dude? Dude, that was greasy. No, I did. Okay, delicious. That's very heavy. <laughs> That's what I, I didn't finish it. That's what to save it for later. Don't go there. <laughs> uh, but say this: say something happens in the Mountain West. Say uh, Wyoming, San Jose. Look at that. There's a precursor to who faces who gets. To face San Diego State. Who gets the honor of getting obliterated by the Aztecs in the quarterfinals? But what, let's say San Jose, they have an outbreak. It's an automatic buy for Wyoming. They advance. They'll face San Diego State in the next round. But what if it happens to, what if it's the Aztecs? What if they have an outbreak? They're out. They don't participate in the Mountain West Tournament. Nope, they're out. Do, can they hopefully have enough positive people available before that forty-eight hour window after selection Sunday? Yeah, that's and that's the other problem too is that if they're out, do you still see them? Because like by the time the tournament begins, San Diego State should be an automatic no matter. what. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you still put them in, but enough time between when they have their first case and when they should have their first game. Do you still put them in? But what if it's a team like Boise or Utah State, Colorado State, somebody that's on the bubble? They just, you probably just don't make it. Yeah, that's, oh man. I think if San Diego State is the only sure thing out of the Mountain West right now. Yeah, if it happens to anybody else, we've got issues. We got bigger problems than the those other three teams. Boise State, or Utah State, Colorado State. Happy they, by default. You need to avoid all COVID issues. And they're doing their very best. I mean, they're. They're trying their hardest, and you can't control it. The great thing for Utah State is, uh, I think a majority, if not all, the players have had. I think pretty close to all the players have had COVID. So that's a good thing. 
I don't know if that if you Utah already, states. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's. We there, know at least Coach Smith has had it. Yeah, I don't right. know about anybody else in the coaching staff. Uh, a trainer has had it. Trainers had it. A uh, majority of the coaching staff has had it. Um, I'm not allowed to say who, but I know a majority of them have had it, and I think a majority of the basketball players have also had it. The ones that haven't seen regular minutes have. So that's that's good, right? I mean, because if they had be it, then too much threat. Yeah, but you never know. This COVID thing, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just never know. Uh, Before we get to the game, yeah, uh, just wanted to really quickly. Um, these guys are now these the 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 main people that really follow and pay attention to that put together their brackets. Mm-hmm. They're now into the mode of updating their brackets every day. Yeah. Whereas before they would do it maybe twice a week. Now they're doing it every day. Uh, it hasn't gotten any better for the Aggies, <laughs> even though they won last night and Boise State lost earlier in the week. It hasn't gotten any better for USU. Um. ESPN still has San Diego State, Colorado State, Boise State. The Aggies are among the last four in. Excuse me, the first four out, but they're closing in on the last four in. Uh, Mike DeCourcy from Fox Sports um, only has San Diego State and Colorado State. Jerry Palm only has San Diego State, Colorado State. It it might be a just a two bed league, which would really be unfair. And it, because look, a team Shame like Michigan on the State West conference for Med well, but a team State like play. these guys are still putting Michigan State in there. Michigan State is not a good basketball team. Yeah, I, I but get they're it, the Big Ten's good. Yeah, but see, that's what you got to remember. The Spartans though, are bad. No, but they're playing in a tough conference. That I'm okay with them being in. No, that's just as long as you're a part of this conference, we'll still let you. No, win. it's not. You'll be a no, bad it's team. Not. It's part of being a in a conference. tough conference, playing against really good teams. Eric, that's that's what it is. the The lower big half of the ten, or the lower half of the Big Ten, would probably wipe through, wipe some of our top teams. Would wipe them. The Big Ten's good. He's playing a tough conference. Um, I yeah, I don't think you're giving the Big Ten enough credit, man. Uh, and that's why Duke and North Carolina away from the Big Ten. And that's why Duke and North Carolina are still hanging on by a thread. It's because the ACC is a good conference. SEC, I would disagree with. But people are like, oh, that's Tom Izzo. And it has they're nothing, wearing they're wearing green. Has nothing they to do with Sparty. Name. No, we gotta find a way to keep to him in. Name. Okay, so why is he Kentuckian? John Calipari in Kentucky, right? They're a blue blood. Got to put him in no matter what. Why is it Kentucky in? I mean, if, if, if you feel like we're making it that obvious, then we might as well throw Kentucky in. Might as well throw Texas Tech in. Might as well throw, uh, I mean, Duke should be an automatic bid at this point, right? Duke's got to not only win out, but then they got to win the next two games. And they got to play North, or I mean, the, the, not the next two games. They got to win two games in the ACC tournament, and they got to beat North Carolina on Saturday night to have a shot. Duke is a 58 in the net ranking, Kentucky is a 66. Michigan State is 74. So, if we're going to make a case for Michigan State being in, why aren't we making a case for Kentucky and Duke? They have a better resume. They have a better net ranking. 
The Mountain West has four teams in the top 50. The thing that hurts the Mountain West, Utah State has two quad three losses. And Boise has one quad four loss. The only team in the top 50 with a quad four loss, which is embarrassing. Utah State doesn't really help itself with two quad three losses and only two quad one wins. So uh, nothing has really changed in my mind. Utah State still has to make it to at least the championship game in the Mountain West Tournament next week. Yeah, and Wait. if they were to do that, that would mean that they would have beaten Colorado State to get there. Um, Which would be another quad yeah. one win for the Aggies. So wait, so wait, you're saying the Aggies need to get into the Mount West Conference Championship? I believe so. I would agree. I would absolutely, full heartedly agree. If they did that, they have another quad one win on their resume. And, and and speaking of the Mount West Conference tournament, uh, we have our first official game scheduled. Now, well, Thursday, first official Thursday game scheduled now. Boise State and Nevada will now play each other officially on uh, Thursday at 5 or 2.30. Might be 5 o'clock. I can't remember what time it is. But they'll play uh, in the 4-5 matchup on Thursday. And Nevada swept Boise State in the regular season. And Nevada's going to have a chance. They play Colorado State tonight, which is a big, 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 big game for obvious reasons for Utah State. And... For the Mountain West Conference, but then, dude, they could go into they could go into Vegas with no fans, no crowd, open gym scrimmage, and they could knock off Boise State again, especially with ACOT most likely being out. Uh, by the way, Nevada, this game was uh, even on the yeah. picks. Yeah. Now it's moved to Nevada by one. You know what I think? I think Colorado State's playing with a little bit of aggression and anger right now after what's been happening in the last couple of days and watching San Diego State get awarded the conference championship even though Colorado State split with them. They're ready to go, and they are ready to go send a message to the Mount West Conference as we go into the tournament. I think <laughs> I think Colorado State's going to come uh, come out of there and uh, um, and just attack the Wolves and, 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 uh, and shred them. I, I just I don't see Colorado State losing this game, but I've been wrong before. Um, but boy, this Colorado State team is playing with a lot of anger right now towards the Mount West Conference. Great way to send a message is tonight. So Colorado State is fourteen and three right now in conference play. Utah State's fourteen and four. If the Rams lose tonight and Utah State wins tomorrow, do the Aggies move ahead of Colorado State? Do they become the number two seed? They will have won more games, but have the same number of losses. Wow, really? So I'm not I'm not entirely sure how that works. Okay, wait, say that one more time. I just want to make sure I heard you right. If Colorado State loses tonight yep. and Utah State wins tomorrow, yep. they will have had the same number of losses, yep. but the Aggies will have, will have more wins. So here's what happens. Is if there is a tie, which I don't think there would be a tiebreaker in this regard because Utah State has more wins. But if there was, I did. I think they go on win percentage first, and if it's even on that, then they turn and go to what's your record versus teams from top to bottom. So you start at the top, which would be, of course, San Diego State, Colorado State split, Utah State swept, so Utah State would get the tiebreaker. Because the Yankees would be fifteen and four, mm-hmm. Colorado State would be fourteen and four. Before tonight's games, 
uh, happened, Colorado State is ahead of Utah State by half a game. But that game tonight, for those curious, uh, seven o'clock. And uh, that's a big game. Where's it? Is it going to be broadcast? Yeah. On uh, where? No, it's not. What? It's going to be streamed. Stop it. Yeah, on the Mountain West Network. Okay, so timeout. We've been talking about TV revenue and stuff this whole entire time, and we're not putting one of the biggest games <laughs> of the season on national television? This seems a little weird. You can't find a TV partner for that one. Oh, boy. It's a big matchup. Yeah, it's a lot so. on the line. Colorado State wants to try to secure the number two spot. They could fall to three. And it starts to put their uh, uh, at-large bid at risk. But I think you're right, Ajay, that this Colorado State team is feeling slighted. uh, That the Mountain West awarded those two games to yeah, two New Mexico ups, games to, that San, is, to San Diego. See, it doesn't affect anger. your overall record, but it does look at your uh, will affect your conference record and will affect seeding for the tournament. Yep. Um I would be upset if I'm the Rams. Yeah. Like, why don't that's what I'm why'd saying. you call that a forfeit? Just call it a game you can't make up. Yep. That's what I'm saying. But at the same time the Aggies had games well, that didn't no, happen. They weren't awarded and, forfeit. And that's true, but at the same time New Mexico's wasn't because of a COVID issue. It was because of opt-out issues. That's, yeah. I think that was probably the reason why. It's because there was COVID yeah, issues on their that's side. That's true. And Wyoming had, ex- that's why Wyoming was smart. As much as we might be a little bit upset with them, as we should be, they claimed COVID concern. That's why it wasn't scheduled as a forfeit. The, Wyoming was smart how they played that one. New Mexico was dealing with opt-outs, and they're like, oh, forget it. You aren't going to get any excuse for that. True. Fair enough. Uh, three, four, two, six. I just want to know how your number one and number four have more respect nationally than your number two and number three in your conference, and your number two and number three are three of four against your number one team. Yeah, so that's a fair point. Uh, Boise State continues to be getting a lot more uh, discussion, although they're on that fringe uh, of whether they're in or they're out. They're on the bubble. A lot of the brackets you look at, all have Colorado State in. Hmm. <laughs> so I don't know that there's disrespect in a lot of the brackets regarding Colorado State. I don't know that I'd say that. But I do find it curious that Boise State continues to get more discussion yeah, than the Aggies point. do, even though Boise State has lost like three in a row. Nah, that's a good point. Coming into the to the end of their season, coming into the tournament, they have lost three in a row. <laughs> they have six conference losses. But oh, let's keep talking about the Broncos. It's all right because you know what? They're going to go to Vegas and they're going to choke. They're either going to lose in Nevada or they're going to get bashed by oh, San Diego State. That's the Leon Rice way. Yes, it is. As we, as you actually, excuse me, as you pointed out. That has been the trend of Leon Rice. By the way, I was that reading. It wasn't me. All fairness, that Actually, was BJ Reigns, beat writer. <laughs> you just follows, echoed it. <laughs> follows Boise State. He put it together, not me. <laughs> you just echoed it. Uh, yes. No, it's, it's, it's true. 
What was BJ Rain's argument to you about it, though? Because you pointed out, like, hey, so there is a trend here. I can't remember what BJ said back to you, though. Well, I, he was pointing it out, and then I, my reply was, this has me thinking about Leon Rice's comments a few weeks ago about limiting the field for the Mountain West Tournament. Oh, it's not the same thing. Yeah, oh. that's right. He was starting to get upset about that. <laughs> oh, boy. They'd still have to play a tough yeah, team. Yeah, they'd have to play a tough program. team, right? Oh. You know what I've always been annoyed by of uh, from Boise State? Well, you guys got to have San Diego State at home, Nevada at home, Colorado State at home. And we we had to go to Nevada. We had to go to Colorado State. And we had to go to San Diego State. Never. we came to your house. And I never, like, before the season, they're like, oh, man. I love our schedule because we get Utah State at home. There's no fans for San Diego State. This works out perfectly in our favor. And then after, that was so unfair. <laughs> that was absolutely wrong That's in right. the Mount West Conference. Which one is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, and geez. before this last week, oh, yeah, this is good. The Mountain West is scheduling Fresno State. You know, it's a bottom-tier team. This should help the, uh, the, the Broncos. They'll have extra time to get ready for the tournament. Then all of a sudden they lose. Oh, it was such short notice. <laughs> this is a good team. They shouldn't have been scheduling this game. When they had the game postponed, you knew it was coming in the open week. There was no way they were going to avoid it. Oh, heavens. Uh, 533, Erica, just jumping from the hardwood to the gridirons just for briefly as a, as a teaser, if you will. Uh, Aggie football schedule. I like three of the first five and five of the first eight at home. But uh, better weather games should help attendance. But how did New Mexico State get on the schedule? I think we're supposed to play New Mexico State last year, and that didn't work out, and so we're heading there. If I'm not mistaken, that was, I hope I'm right here too, but I think that was originally scheduled on last year's original schedule, and then obviously COVID took it away, and so we ended up having to, I don't know why, I don't, but I don't know why we're going to New Mexico State, but we yeah, I don't know why they're making that trip to Las Cruces. Yeah. I'm not sure why we're going to, because aren't we going back to New Mexico at the end? No. Yeah, we're yes. going back to New Mexico, aren't we? The Aggies will make two trips to New Mexico in the month of November. It's warm there in November. It's cool. <laughs> Better than Logan. Oh, yeah. No, uh, no, well, no offense to Logan. Yeah, it's similar. Take it's it back, Eric. Take it back. Um, I'm talking about weather-wise. That's yeah, only. no, so am I. Not bad. Now, if we're in December and we're in deep doo-doo. Uh, but, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, okay, so here's... Actually, let's do this. We need to call a timeout. We need to get a break anyway, don't we? Yes. Well, when we come back, on the other side, we will go through the Utah State football schedule. It's been announced. The Mountain West Conference schedule is out. The non-conference schedule is included with the the top to bottom from September 4th through December 4th. We know what Utah State potentially could be doing. December 4th is the uh, championship game. Maybe the Aggies will be in that. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, we've got other controversy we need to hit up first. This is a sham. A list was created the most exciting college football players of all time. Okay, here's the list. Reggie Bush, absolutely. Tavon Austin, you betcha. Saquon Barkley, sure, why not? Christian McCaffrey, eh. Johnny Manziel, give me a break. It was one game. Lamar Jackson, no way. Braxton Miller, Peter Warwick, Michael Vick, Jabril Peppers. 
Jabril Peppers. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Why don't we just put Tom Brady on that list and while we're at it? And Brian Greasy. Okay, like Michael Vick, yes. Reggie Bush, absolutely. Tavon Austin, uh-huh. Saquon Barkley, yeah, sure. Christian McCaffrey, maybe. Johnny Manziel, it was one game. Lamar Jackson, no. Uh, Manziel was... He, well, was, he had a great year at AM. He was He was all over the place. He, but, I he mean, was of, crazy. Of all time, though. Of, well, all, of all time, time, yeah. That's where it bugs me. Like, we are missing out on... Like, where's Barry Sanders? On yeah, that? where's Barry? Yeah, Barry Sanders is a good one. Um... Michael Vick should be on there. I'm totally okay with. Uh, see, now I'm actually running out of... Uh, Vince Young. Where's Vince Young at? Didn't that guy torch USC in 05, like in the national championship game? That was that was an incredible bowl game. Torch Michigan in the Rose Bowl game just one year before that? Tim Tebow was pretty exciting. Oh, let's, I mean, I know. I know it's Tim Tebow. But Is this for one season or their career? No, it just says most exciting college football players of all time. And somehow Jabril Peppers, Lamar Jackson, and Braxton Miller made this list. Someone needs to like someone needs to have their internet cord cut and taken away from them. This stuff cannot stand on the interwebs. All right, Robert anyway. Griffin III was pretty exciting. I'd put him up there. Player. Yeah, I'd put him up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he was phenomenal. Um, I'm trying to think of defense. Charles Woodson as a defensive player was incredible. Uh, what's his, the clowny guy? He was pretty good as a defensive player. Um, or even like there's, I mean, there's gotta be a couple guys from like Miami who were really good back in the day. Willis McGay, he was a beast. Um, who was the guy at Maurice Claret at Ohio State? Oh yeah. I'm just saying, like I just saw that list, and I was like, this could that be more recently biased than what it is? Right, that's horrible. That's really bad. Might as well put Jose Fuentes and Travis Cox on on there. <laughs> I shouldn't have probably said that. Okay. So, Utah State football schedule for this Speaking upcoming year has been released. Uh, Aggies open on the road at Washington State. That is able to be preserved. That will be September 4th, uh, where Utah State opens at the Cougars. Um, then they return home to host North Dakota on September 11th. First meeting between the Aggies and North Dakota. That could be that could be really good. Saucy actually. game. They're not careful. Absolutely. Then they travel to Air Force uh, for an early <clears throat> conference game on September 18th. September 25th, they return home to host Boise State. So two new head coaches scoring off against each other in the Mountain West. October 1st, it's a Friday, hosting BYU. Uh, travel to UNLV, uh, host Colorado State, host Hawaii. And as you mentioned, they do travel to New Mexico State on November 6th. Uh, I looked it up. New Mexico State was not on the schedule last year. Uh, the Aggies were supposed to open last year with Washington State coming to Logan. And going to Washington, right? And going to Washington two weeks later. But New Mexico State was not on the schedule. Uh, after New Mexico State, the Aggies hit the road again, November 13th, going to San Jose State, which now that's a that's a more challenging game than perhaps we w- would have thought for a while there because the Spartans played some really good football last year. Uh, they return home to host Wyoming on November 20th. 
make a, another trip to the state of New Mexico to finish the regular season on November 27th at Albuquerque. And then the Mountain West Championship is December 4th. That San Jose State trip is, is not the San Jose State of two to three years ago. That's going to be a tough game. Team's going to be good. So, uh, and, and, and uh, you said back to back trips, right? New Mexico and New Mexico State and then San Jose State. Correct. Yeah, that's not a gimme. So, your home schedule for uh, Aggie fans, Aggie faithful looking to uh, buy season tickets. And we're hoping that people will be able to, uh, be able to uh, fill up a stadium in person with live bodies. Uh, North Dakota, Boise State, BYU, Colorado State, Hawaii, and Wyoming. Only one home game in November. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, three, four, two, six. This is a year if Utah State can't win seven to eight games and go to a bowl game, you got a problem. It's his first year, isn't it? This is the year if Utah State can't win seven to eight games and go to a bowl game, you got a problem. Um, it's his first year. So I guess you're looking at the schedule, thinking there's seven or eight gimmies in that. Okay, so let's go through the seven or eight gimmies. Are there gimmies? Believe in that? Uh, I, we'll take North Dakota. Lower division classification. Should be able to beat them. I take UNLV. That's at their new stadium, Allegiant Stadium, by the way. True. I'm, I'm excited about that. New Mexico State? Yes. New Mexico? Yeah. Okay, I'm at four. You're at four? That I just don't have to think about. Okay. That I think those are layups. Uh, then from there... Hawaii. I, have, I think Hawaii, Colorado State, those are others. Colorado State scares me a bit. I don't know. That's It's a new head coach that's having a hard time uh, gaining traction in Fort Collins. Wyoming? Uh, no. I don't think the Aggies are there yet. I know they beat them two years ago. They didn't face them last year. That was the game that... Uh, we had the... COVID there issue. COVID issue, yeah. Yep. I, I don't... Uh, I don't know. I, I have a, a struggle with that one a little bit. I, I think we could get to... Uh, I, four automatic, I think. Uh, I think an additional three, I think you can make a strong case for. And then there might be one or two more beyond that that if things go right with this coaching staff... And the transfers and everybody comes together and it, it looks awesome. It's a it's a possibility, but I think seven or eight is about where I'd put this team. I have a hard time getting you know too much but, into the weeds because I don't know what this team here's looks like thing. with this coaching staff until what we get to see them in but, spring. But here, what does seven to eight wins mean? It's a bull game. It's, you're going bowling. If you get you're seven going bowling. You're going to have a bowl game. If you're you're gonna in the a, Mountain West. A postseason. And you have that record. You should be going. So, bowling. great. If it's seven to eight wins, wonderful. Let's go to a bowl game. Because after last year's absolute meltdown of a season, I'll take it. I'll be absolutely grateful that we can get seven to eight wins with a brand new coaching staff, a new system put in, Players coming and going. You got new player. You know, you got a lot of new players in. You got some players returning. Yeah, I'll take seven. I'll take seven to eight wins happily at this point. Five three three eight says three of Eric's four gimmies are road games. Are we confident in those? Ah, Eric. 
3426 says you should be able to win six of the last seven. And yes, go bowling. Wait, how many of your four? What what 5338 say? Four gimmies or road? Three of my four gimmies were road games. And then New Mexico, New Mexico State, and who was the other one? UNLV. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can be confident in that. Absolutely. Six of the last seven. Who was that that said that? Uh, three, four, two, six. So the last seven are at UNLV. Yes. At home against Colorado State. Oh, that one scares me. Aggies beat them two years ago, but they didn't play him at all last year. That was the forfeit game. Did we beat him two years ago? Yes. Wow, we beat Car- Oh, we did, huh? In the rainstorm. Mm-hmm. That's right. 34 to 24. That was a cold day. Uh, Hawaii, at New Mexico State, at San Jose State, at home against Wyoming, at New Mexico. Wyoming, nah, I think we beat Wyoming at home. I really do. I think we get Wyoming at home. Colorado State still does scare me just a Is tad Chambers bit. coming back? Wyoming's quarterback? I have no idea. I think he will be back. Tyler Knowles says, I don't see another way. We don't go 12-0. and 0. <laughs> That is confidence, That's, my friend. Uh, you know what? Good for Washington State, baby. Good got for nothing Utah on us. State employees. To hey, um, BYU at home. They lose a ton of talent. They lose a lot they of lost talent. Their offensive coordinator. They lost their defensive coordinator. They lost. I mean, they've lost a lot. True. Uh, who's their quarterback going to be? Yeah. What's their top wide receiver target? Who's that going to be? And he's gone too. Yep. Their first one. Well, yeah. They lost a, so much. After this season, after this past season, I should say. Boise State, they've also lost some talent, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I know they got a new head coach. Um, uh, I think they'll have their quarterbacks back. Is that Bachmeyer or whatever his name is? But they lose that running back, right? I believe so. I think he's yeah. done. I think he's graduated. Unless he comes back. Be kind of it's hard to know this year, but he can come back. The storylines in that game are going to be spicy. <laughs> when they come to Logan. Holy heck. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, six of the last seven, right? Uh, yeah, I could see that. And then, you I mean, and plus you get a win over North Dakota. You probably, and uh, I think they could beat BYU because BYU lost a ton of talent. And that, is, and that is hard talent to replace. Extremely hard talent to replace. I think the Aggies have a shot at beating BYU. So if you look at that schedule, and you know, should we go for our way too early predictions? I mean, without even seeing anything, come on, come I'm on! I'm not. I'm not. Do it! Come on! Play with me! I want to, but I can't. Come on! I have to see what this team looks oh, like under their new coach. No, you don't. It's called way too early for a reason, Eric. <laughs> come on! Which, giving a prediction in March and April is still way too early. Oh, so what? That's the fun in it. Come on. Okay. So here we got first Washington State. Okay, so against Nick Rolovich. Okay. Oh, former Hawaii coach. Oh. I wonder what they're gonna be like. 0 and 1. <laughs> I wonder what they're gonna be like. 0 and 1. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay, okay. We're predicting a, no, a shut loss. It. <laughs> shut it. Um oh, who do we got next? North Dakota. North Dakota. That's one and one. Travel to uh Colorado Springs to take on Coach Howdy Duty. In the Air Force Academy. Tr- 
It's like, wait a minute, how do you act right? Oh, Air Force scares the crap out of me every single year. One and two? I don't know if Coach Blake Anderson has gone up against a team like Air Force on any, with any kind of regularity. They, you swallow a bottle of Tylenol because they give you a migraine. One and two. Okay. Oh, boy. Return home for Boise State. Two and two. I think we're beating Boise. Wow. Okay. Then BYU after that? Three and two. Wow. Yeah. They're going to take down the two most egotistical football programs in the Intermountain West. Well, your ego doesn't throw the football, nor does it catch it. <laughs> Three and two. <laughs> okay. Never mind your ego in uh, predicting those games. I like it. Okay. Then they travel to UNLV. Four and two. Four and two. Okay. Come home for Colorado State. Four and three. Colorado State gives you more pause than BYU or Boise State. BYU lost a ton. They've lost so much talent. They they lost the graduates, NFL draft. They have lost so much. And they got a new offensive coordinator. They got like a bunch of new offensive staff. And some defense. I mean, they got replaced a lot. And that's that's asking. And and do you know what? BYU's schedule getting up to that point could be brutal as well. They play uh, almost an entire Pac-12 schedule. Yeah. When I looked at the Pac-12 release, I was like, oh my gosh, there's there's the why, there's the why, there's the why. They're playing a Pac-12 schedule. Yeah, they... Like, literally, more than half of their schedule are against Pac-12 teams. According to FBS schedule, they're home against Arizona, or no, they're at Arizona, in Las Vegas, excuse me, home against Utah, home against Arizona State, and at Utah State. Oh, sorry, uh, and then... They're home against uh, South Florida as well. So not as brutal as it was last year. They could be, and, and that's on a short week for them, by the way, because it's a Friday, October 1st game, LDS conference. It's weekend. a short week for the Aggies after going up against Boise State. Yeah, it's true. Big it's, conference foe, it's big at rival. Our place. It's at our place. It's true. But you still, you pick Colorado State as a loss ahead of both Boise and BYU. Yes. Wow. Four and three. Wow. Hey, look, okay. this is my way too early, not That's yours. true. You want this to question is, it? This make is your all own list. on you. Make your own this list. This is all on you. Not, I'm not, I'm not, and I want to make something clear. I'm not speaking anything into existence because I have not seen anything yet. I, don't, I hope you're not too late. <laughs> so my four and three, where are we at? Uh, nine, four, seven, four, by the way. Oh, no. Boise returns the majority of last year's team. The oh, quarterback, fetch. running back, are back. Oh, only lost one wide receiver and lost two tight ends, two corners, two in the front, seven on D. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, we're, we're on to whatever game was after Colorado State. Where are we nine, at? 9463. No. LOL, no. Ajay. If USU beats Boise and BYU in back to back weeks, I will personally drive to the studio and throw you a pizza party. Yes! Oh, man! I love pizza parties. Have, no one's throwing me a party since I was like, heck yeah. No 9463? Let's do it. 9315. Let's see AJ's predictions after spring ball. Oh, I you bet guys. his predictions change. Okay. So here I am being optimistic. Okay. I'm pessimistic. I'm too pessimistic, and I don't believe in the Aggies. I'm optimistic, and I'm too optimistic to believe in the Aggies. Which one is it, people? Huh? 
Come on. Now, 9474 has a right to speak because they're in Boise. I get it. That's cool. All right? That's cool. The rest of you, no, no. <laughs> this is not how this goes. Okay, we're four and three. Yes. After Colorado State. Yes. We are four and three. Hosting Hawaii. Win or loss? Um, we're all win. Sorry. Did you forget the game you were playing? No, we're winning. Stop playing on your phone. No, sorry. I just people are yelling at me right now because of you. Five. And, okay, so the Aggies are five and three. Five and three, baby. Okay. Uh, at New Mexico State, that's a win. Okay, six and three at San Jose State. That's a ooh, that's a loss. Six and four. Home against Wyoming. That's a win. Seven and four at New Mexico. And that's a win. So you're predicting an eight and four season for Utah State, Blake Anderson's inaugural year in Logan. Going to bowl game, baby. That'd be spicy. Yes, it would be. Eight and four. I like it. I think seven and five is a more realistic. Good for you, but you didn't want to participate. You didn't want to play, so you don't get a say. No, it's true. I don't. Uh, last year, Utah State was supposed to open the season hosting Washington State, followed by Southern Utah, and then traveling to Washington, traveling to BYU before they got into their conference schedule. Um, so this year... They do get a, a, a P5 team on their schedule, but they have to go on the road for it. Uh, they get North Dakota here to break up the game between Washington State and Air Force, and then two real big rivalries back-to-back, but they are both in Logan, Boise State and BYU. So the home schedule again for the Aggies, North Dakota on September 11th, Boise State on September 25th, BYU on October 1st, Colorado State on October 23rd, Hawaii on October 30th, and then Wyoming on November 20th. So that's your Utah State football schedule. You can see it on cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, we'll take a look at some of the other Mountain West schedules. That are, well, the full release uh, was out. We'll look at those. And uh, we'll continue to look at Utah State with their big win over Wyoming last night. Preview Fresno State coming up this weekend. The disrespect continues for oh, Utah it's horrible, Jazz. man. It's just it's pathetic. So many more lovely things to discuss coming up here on the Full Court Press. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, 2787 text in. Um, also one of not much faith in my, of my talk. Uh, Ajay, you have been drinking too much Kool-Aid. The Aggies will not, no chance, no way beat Boise State. And as far as the bowl game, maybe make the toilet bowl. Okay, you're just, you know, you're being a hater, 2787. I'm not appreciative of it, okay? <laughs> I don't speak ill of Boise State football. I speak kindly of them. I'm being serious, though. I really think the Aggies could beat Boise State. I, I honestly think they could do it. New team, new coach, new energy, new life. Our place. Aggie Nation has to believe. Can't I got to have some confidence in the coaching staff and in this team. 
I get it that you don't. I understand. We've been through hell the last two years. We really have. But this is a new year, a new era, new staff, new team. I've got new hope, new faith. Turning over a new leaf. Yes. Okay, so looking at some of the other notable non-conference games for Utah, or excuse me, for the Mountain West, because we know Utah State, they open on the road at Washington State. There are some some other pretty juicy matchups yeah, throughout absolutely. the Mountain West. On Saturday, August 28th, Hawaii is at UCLA. Uh, Saturday, September 4th, Boise State's at Central Florida. It's a big one. Fresno State is at Oregon. Nevada at Cal. San Jose State at USC. I really look nah, that could be, be really a good one. interesting. On se- Saturday, September 11th, Hawaii is at Oregon State. San Diego State's at Arizona. UNLV at Arizona State. On Saturday, September 18th, Oklahoma State at Boise State. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Uh, New Mexico at Texas A&M. Yeah, Aggies all the way, probably there. Uh, Fresno State at UCLA. Nevada at Kansas State. Utah makes the trip to San Diego State. Utah will play a Mountain West team, but not in their own state. That's funny how that works. Weird. Uh, Iowa State at UNLV. Uh, On Saturday, September 25th, Colorado State goes to Iowa. And uh, I'm trying to see. I don't know if there are too many other. uh, Boise State does play at BYU on on October 9th. But, Ajay, uh, I don't know if there are too many other non-conference games no, that those really are the stand ones. out. Yeah, I know. You hit, you hit the really good ones, Eric. Besides You're... the normal Air Force playing the uh, you know, Boise State at BYU Army will also be a good Navy football and... game coming up. I know that's a regular season, your regular traditional matchup, but it's going to be a good one coming up. Uh, 2787, yeah, Ajay, a broken clock gets the time right twice a day as well. Chances are not too good for the Aggies to beat Boise. Look, but you know what? That's a Boise person, and I respect their opinion. Okay? They have the right to doubt me. 9315, I think Aggies will beat more teams this first year than what people think. I mean, you, Boise, and more teams. Also, he thinks, hey, he thinks we could beat Boise and more teams. So, uh, look, I, I have confidence in the Aggies. I mean, I know we haven't seen a bit of spring ball yet. We see that starting March 15th, 10 days. Um, we'll get a good look at them. Have faith. And I like that there's quite a number of Mountain West teams hosting Power 5 schools. Sure, absolutely. It's a good sign. All right, uh, coming up, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Before we break away, just want to let you know, we've received nearly 750 nominations so far in our Best of Northern Utah contest. Still time for you to nominate your favorite business through Tuesday, March 9th. If you really love the customer service at your favorite sandwich shop, you love your realtor who took care of you when you were home shopping, uh, where you got your suit, where you chopped for shoes, what do you think the best family event or local attraction is in Northern Utah? Let everybody know who you think is the best. Nominate them at bestofnorthernutah.com. Bestofnorthernutah.com. Uh, make sure you get your nominations in before Tuesday at bestofnorthernutah.com, presented by Thermal Fisher, where they are hiring. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, uh, got a bunch of good, oh, wow, holy cow, text line is hot, 
2603. I think USU can win eight games this football season. Told you we're beating Boise and BYU back to back. 4875. Here's the discussion you should have for a contest. What will the Vegas over under be for USU football wins total? Think about that. USU is so bad last season. I bet it comes into at three and a half games. I'm going to bet the farm on the over. <laughs> 6891. I will have zero faith in the Aggies if they get smacked by NDSU. That's not going to happen. Uh, and 9463. Uh, a really good text. We'll have to get what, 9463. We'll save your text for the next hour. Yeah, save that. Uh, limited time here before we end this hour. But want to let you know about the uh, uh, high school basketball playoffs going on in Idaho. West Side, Bear Lake, and Preston all involved. Um, unfortunately, West Side on the losing end of their game against Melba earlier today in the consolation bracket. So their season is done. Uh, Bear Lake in a very low scoring game. Uh, when I saw it at one point, it was like nine to six at halftime. Uh, but Bear Lake wins that one 30 to 25 over New Plymouth, so they advance. They're also in the consolation bracket. So that will actually play the team that just beat West Side tomorrow. They play at 10 a.m. Uh, Preston, they're involved tonight in the uh, semifinals in 4A. They face Bishop Kelly. That game is at five o'clock at Rocky Mountain High School. We'll provide the score update on that on CashValleyDaily.com as soon as that game goes final. So stay tuned for that. Best of luck to the Indians and to the Bears, who are still alive in the Idaho boys basketball playoffs. Coming up next hour, we'll get into more of the Utah State game over Wyoming and prepare for Utah State at Fresno State. We'll have comments from Coach Craig Smith and how the Utah Jazz continue to get disrespected uh, with uh, what's going on with the All-Star Weekend. Stick this around. Year's- it's coming up next. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Pittsburgh Steelers ended the mystery about quarterback Ben Roethlisberger yesterday, re-signing Big Ben at a reduced rate, and they'll bring him back for at least one more go-round. The end of last season was tough. After that 11-0 start, the Steelers ended the season 12-4. Then they suffered that brutal wild-card game loss to the Browns. In stark contrast to most of his career, Ben couldn't get the ball downfield. Everything was underneath, and the offense was predictable. We'll see if anything changes this year. For starters, the Steelers need to start running the football. The defense can be good, but also needs to be more consistent. Ben just turned 39 earlier this week. He doesn't run around with defenders hanging off of him like he used to. That doesn't mean Pittsburgh can't win. The Bucs did it with a 43-year-old Tom Brady. But the Steelers face challenges. Big Ben needs to be better. And the team around him has to step up for this to work in 2021. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, I want to go back through a couple more text messages. Um, again, uh, 2603, I think USU can win eight games this football season. I love the confidence. See, I'm not the only one who believes. I'm glad that I'm not the lone believer on this USU football train. 2603, appreciate you. 4875. Uh, here's the discussion you should have for a contest. What will the Vegas over-under be for ASU's football win total? He says uh, that USU football was so bad last season that it would probably be around three and a half games. And if it is, he says he's going to bet the farm on the over. 
6891, I will have zero faith in the Aggies if they get smacked by North Dakota State. I, I don't think you'll have to worry about that, my friend. And 9463, I think the Aggies and Boise are kind of on the same level this year. Both were iffy last year and get new coaches and updated rosters. I personally think Blake Anderson is going to do a better job turning around his program than Andy Avalos and Will at, or excuse me, Will at Boise State. Avalos is kind of a wild card. Could be the next big thing, but also could be a bust. I think USU has the advantage. I just think that if we expect to go 2-0 against Boise and BYU in back-to-back weeks, we'll just be uh, we'll just be let down. Audrey, don't get discouraged, buddy. You're doing a good job. Pat on the back. Eric, that's all I ask of you. It's just to respect me. 0113 text in. It seemed like the team really liked Frank Miley, and with that whole fiasco, do you think there will be any lasting impact this year? Boy, I, you know, that's a great, 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 great question, 0113. Appreciate you texting in. Um, I think if there was... Uh I think Blake Anderson's kind of erased that. Right. I think if there was going to be any lasting impact, we would have seen it by now. In, in terms of who would have decided to stay and who would have decided to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think this team, it's really easy for me to say this because I'm not in that locker room, but I think this team is ready to move on to a new chapter. Um, I, I – Pretty sure, pretty confident. They're not happy with the results of the internal survey. Uh, that uh, not survey, but an internal investigation. They're not happy with that. But um, those that have decided to stay, I, I think they're they're going to try to win games. I, I agree. I think Coach Anderson has turned the mindset of like, look, last year was last year. Let's focus on going to win games this year. Like I, I think Coach Anderson has and his staff have installed a, have installed a commitment to this team, to the players, to the kids, on and off the field. I feel like he really has done that. And I think the staff has done a great job of that as well, as assistant coaches and everybody involved. And I and I feel like because of that, these players are committed to Coach Anderson, that they're committed to playing football and they're committed to the twenty one season. I, I I'm on the positive end of this thing now. That I, I think we're over it. We're moving on. You know, I, I know there's going to be a lot of talk when Boise State heads to Utah State here in the uh, early portion of the regular season. But uh, look, all the talking is going to be done on the field, and the scoreboard will have the final answer. Uh, I feel a need to uh, provide a little bit of correction. Okay. Utah State will not be playing North Dakota State. It's just North Dakota, isn't it's it? It's North Dakota. That is a very big difference. North Dakota State. Has a rich history. Yeah, aren't they like on a sixty-seven really game winning streak or something football. like that? Well, they just lost. I mean, their their division, their football just started, right? Like yep. Two oh, weeks yeah, ago. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So North Dakota, this. the Fighting Hawks, they're in the middle of their season right now. How are they doing? Uh, I don't know. I have to find it out. <laughs> that's great. I wonder what their schedule is. That's good. Uh, three, four, two, six. While you're looking at it. Says if Utah State beats Boise State and BYU, I see no problem with them going eleven and one and should be up for a New Year's Six Bowl. Start the fire alarm. Play the dang music, baby. Wait, who said that? Three four two six. Wow. Okay, three four two six. This is for you. <laughs> Sound the alarm. Hit my music. We got a hot prediction. I love it. 
If Utah State beats Boise State and BYU, I see no problem with them going 11-1 and and should be up for New Year's Six Bowl. Start the fire alarm. <laughs> yeah, I love how that's become a thing now. I'm so happy. I am so proud of myself and our listeners. Uh, by the way, North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Yes, the Fighting Hawkers. Opened their season beating Southern Illinois 44-21. to Yes. Beat South Dakota State. 28 to 17 and beat South Dakota 21 to 10. Okay, so if we beat North Dakota, they're on a three game winning streak heading into Western Illinois this weekend. So if we beat North Dakota, Boise State, BYU, Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> Big showdown with North Dakota State on March 20th in Fargo. Still got a few games left to be played, but if you want an early scout of what North Dakota is going to look like when they come to Logan on September 11th, they play this weekend against Western Illinois. Boy, pray for the Hawks. They're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. Off to a good start. Hey, how's Weber State doing? I didn't really. I should be paying attention to Weber State, but that's not a team we cover here. With all to respect, uh, I don't know how Weber State's doing. Oh, okay. Well, I just I thought I'd ask because you know Jay Hill over there, and I don't know. I don't even know if he interviewed or not. Maybe he did, but uh, Jay Hill over there and that crew. Let's find out. I thought just I was Let's thinking about out. Weber. I mean, if we're going to talk about North Dakota State in North uh, Dakota, we might as well talk. How are we not playing Weber State this year? By the way, that's kind of a bummer, actually. They they beat Idaho State. Okay. 49 to 21. Yep. And they're at Cal Poly. Well, that game got postponed. So their next game is uh, at home against UC Davis on March 13th. All right. I like it. 2787. Did I just hear Utah State in a New Year's Six Bowl? No. You heard Utah State in a New Year's Six Bowl with the fire alarm. I hope Utah State, he continues, has a good season, but let's not get too carried away. There is a big difference between the Potato Bowl and the New Year's Six Bowl. Minor, minor difference. Very minor, especially the payout and the facilities and the stadium. And the community. <laughs> and the community. <laughs> Surrounding areas. I mean, just, you know, restaurant <laughs> options, entertainment, oh, nightlife. Shoot. Oh, goodness. Love it. So the Utah State football schedule for this upcoming season is out. You can see it, read about it on CashValleyDaily.com. Opening the season at Washington State on September 4th. And uh, they do host Boise State and BYU in back-to-back weeks. That's a really big week. Uh, And then the other big note, three of the last four are on the road for the Aggies in November uh, the lone home game being Wyoming on November twentieth. So, hey, do we play? Interesting schedule. Does this say like, is there are they Thursday? Do we have any Thursday Friday games? Or are they all so set? the only thing that is known to be on a Friday is that BYU game. Okay. So in the release, uh, they here's what the schedule is going to look like. You're going to play these teams on these. Oh, weeks, but they don't have day. Okay, but okay. the next phase is releasing the schedule over to their TV partners, Fox and CBS, to look at which premier games they want. And they might want to move a game to a Friday or to a Thursday 
Man, I and loved then, playing Thursday games last year. That was a blast. So if there's it, it one thing that good to get, good thing that came out of all this, we got to play a lot of Thursday Friday games. It was a blast. Get Saturdays off, watch football. I loved it. I just got a text. I have jury duty. What? Are you late? Yeah. Shut up. Are you supposed to be somewhere? No. This is in the mail today. Ah, yes. Jury duty. Hey, Kate. I have never been called to jury duty in my life. What is it like? I don't know. I've never done it. You never? This is your first, too? This be my first. Really? At the age of 47, Eric Franzen is about to participate in his first jury duty. Oh, don't add years to my life. <laughs> Wait, you take years from my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude, did you get your first jury, jury duty? Listeners, can I ask you, if you have jury duty, what's it like? Do they feed you? Do you get good refreshments? I mean, I know you can't talk about the cases, but I am kind of wondering what the uh, treatment to the jury is like. I mean, do you get massage chairs or anything? I mean, that's a pretty uncomfortable few days. You got to sit around there and listen to people speak and testify. I've never had jury duty in my life. It's like the scene from uh, Grinch. <laughs> and for the rest of you, jury duty, jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, pink slip, cane letter, eviction notice, jury duty. <laughs> that is such an underrated scene in that movie, by the way. That is so underrated. Jury duty. Jury duty, eviction notice, blackmail. <laughs> I love that scene. I love that movie. That's a good version. Um, Yeah, I've never had jury duty before, so I've always wondered... Like, I've had friends who've got it, and they said it's just... Some actually enjoyed it just because they got to be a part of a case, and they got to experience that. Some were like, it was the worst experience ever. Case dragged on, it didn't need to. And we came to the verdict that we all knew it was supposed to be anyways. Uh, <laughs> I said duty. Can we, can we shift our attention away from jury duty? Wait, why, why, wait. I said duty. What's, what's the... John Russell... You said duty. What's what did I miss? What did I say? I don't know. You moldy corn dog. Guess you know. So Utah State last night against the Wyoming Cowboys. We got to get ourselves back on track. We're <laughs> off the rails. It's here. your fault, not mine. Uh, nice win over the Cowboys in first half. Anjay, it was kind of a spicy game. You know, the Cowboys are making outside shots. They're keeping it close. Uh, Utah State cannot make their outside shots, uh, but the Aggies are doing well in the paint. <laughs> And then uh, second half, it's a, kind of a different game plan. Well, the Aggies start making their shots, but Wyoming goes away from what was working for them, and it seems like, you know what, we're just going to go one-on-one ISO. Everybody go one-on-one with Nimi Keta and uh, see what you can do. It, it, they went away from what was working for them. I thought it was so weird. Yeah, it was. But that's a Wyoming team with a lot of youth. That, that's going to be a dangerous team in the Mountain West here in a few years. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing is, like, every time Wyoming plays us, they just get, like, this big grin on their face, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to play Wyoming. Hey, you know we're going to make shots when we play, or excuse me, Wyoming gets to, you know, play Utah State. They just, they salivate at that opportunity, and then all of a sudden, nobody can miss. Everyone's like, you get a three, you get a three, you get a three. All of a sudden, they're like eight of something from three in the first half. Uh, what was it? Eight of what in the first half? For Wyoming, they were eight of 17. And then they go 1-10 in the second half. 
That's incredible. Went one of 14 in the second half. Oh, one of 14? Yeah. That's not good either. Yeah, that's not good at all either. Uh, so they go total 9 of 31 from deep. Now, granted, we went 6 of 20. In fact, we were all over first 10 until Ashworth hit one with about eight minutes remaining in the first half to go right. one of once 11 he, at that point. Once he hit, it's like kind of a yeah. the gas was filling the room, and then he ignited it, and it just blew up after that. Eric, one thing I do want to talk about is the, the lineup that we had out there. I remember... Uh, what was it? Give me, oh man, I gotta remember this. It was, it was Shulga, Bearstow, Anderson. And Ashworth. And Ashworth, that's four. Was it Bean? Or is Bean out? Or was it Marco? No, I think it was Marco. It was Bearstow, Shulga. Oh, Worcester. Ashworth. No, Worcester was No, Worcester, you're right, yeah. Raleigh, Alfonso. That was on the court at one point. Like, I remember when Raleigh, because so Shulga was getting ready to check in. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, he's going to come in for, for Raleigh. And all of a sudden, Shulga points at Nimi, and Nimi's, you know, just, all right, yep, it's my turn to check out. And then you, like, Maldonado loses his mind and looks over at his coach and is like, what's going on? Like, well, how, do we not see this lineup coming or what? It was nuts. It was just crazy to see. That lineup out there, and not only that lineup out there, but that lineup being effective out there on the court. Yeah, going small uh, and rolling the dice with them. But look, those were you have great ball handlers, you have great shooters, guys that are uh, playing aggressive defensively. It worked. That's what's so fun about this Utah State team is their versatility with lineups. You can go big if you need to, you can put Nimi down there in the post with Bean and Alfonso. With Marco, uh, I mean that that's a big, big lineup. Or you can go small and put Anderson as your big and surround him with four guards. Nine three one zero. Did Dorius even get on the court last night? He did not. No. And coach mentioned that it was because it was a bad matchup for uh, Dorius. He felt like so he didn't put him out there. So, yeah, Dorius. But Dorius will play against Fresno. Nine three one five. Text in. What did Andrei think about Barstow getting time again? Uh, he was better. He he looked like he was more mentally prepared to come play basketball, yeah. which was nice. Yeah, I, 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 thought, I thought he played well. I agree, only five minutes, but I thought that he was yeah, productive. Five minutes, yeah, he was playing good basketball. Played great defense on the other side. Didn't get himself caught in in, in switches or rotations in, in, in the wrong spot. I thought Barstow was fine last night. He's gonna have to work his way back into it though, because he really. I don't want to use the word disappointed, but I think Coach was frustrated with his performance against Boise State. Well, and Max Shulga is it's just playing out of his, hard. He's playing out of his making it hard mind. for Coach Smith come to on, say you got to bench him. I mean, come on, this kid's just everything he does is just cool, calm, collective. There's nothing he does that makes that makes it seem like he's panicking or that he's out of you know or he's rushing anything or that he doesn't know what he's doing or that he looks lost. Everything looks like he's under control. Uh, one thing I really liked about Shulga uh, is he's got a little bit of moxie to him, swag to him, but that kid is feisty. So Jeffries, uh, on the uh, in the second half, knocks down no first half knocks down a three, and Shulga was near him. I don't think he was going, but he was near him. And Jeffries stares at the crowd and gives a stupid three point celebration, whatever thirteen year olds do these days. And and Shulga doesn't. He didn't say anything, 
but he kind of sees him doing it. Comes second half, and I'm sitting right there. Shulgin knocks down a three, looks at Jeffrey, says, are you going to guard me or what? And then comes back down again and hits another three and says, how did he say it? Um, some, I have to paraphrase here. They said, oh, you, uh, you, you really need to guard me as they're going to the other side. And he just has this ear-to-ear grin like he's having the time of his life. Like he's just loving basketball. I I just watching Shulga play. He's been so under control, and I it's been a blast. What a breath of fresh air after uh, Worcester's injury. Oh man, and you're there worried. was some concern there yeah. about the depth of the point guard position, yeah. especially with the second unit and what might that look like going forward. Uh, but way he's played and come on uh, has been a really nice addition for Utah State. And Coach Smith had some high praise of Max Shulga today. Shuga is a good player. He's been knocking on the door for quite some time. You know, he's been a, he he was a bit unlucky early in the year. I thought he played really well against Northern Iowa. Uh, at that time, AJ Green, who's a top fifty, top one hundred player in college basketball, was still playing for them. And Max did a good job, but then he had a quarantine for fourteen days, and and then some guys I thought kind of stretched out. You know, he's a true freshman and wasn't able to be here over the summer. His quarantine was the same time as my quarantine in early December. And I thought he kind of, to no fault of his own, you know, other guys kind of separated from him. But he's been, he shows up every day in practice, ready to go. He's a good player, you know, especially when Wooster was out. Some of the things that Wooster brings to the table, I thought we were lacking. And and those are things that Max brings to the table. He's a, he knows how to play. He's super tough, got great instincts, understands the game. And even in the last two weeks, you can see how he's just getting better and better. And that's a normal thing as he just gets comfortable with the speed of the game um, and getting those actual game reps. But I've been telling our local media for quite some time that Max is going to be a heck of a player. And now people are starting to see what we were talking about. 9315, does Shulga remind you of a younger Sam? Yes, to a degree. Shulga's a good shooter, by the way. When the lid's not stuck on the rim, he's a good shooter. Does he remind me of a younger Sam? Um, Not yet. Uh, John Russell, uh, Shulga has a basketball body. He's built for the game. That I agree with, definitely. Mm. Hey, a uh, great question by 9310. Bearstow has three freshman guards playing in front of him. Wouldn't be surprised if he transfers. I, I don't think he's transferring, I though. I hope not. I hope no. not. I mean, look, he's six foot, what, eight? Yeah. He plays like a guard? He's going he's gonna to get his minutes. It's just, that is, and he was getting minutes until he kind of messed up in Boise. Yeah, I, I think if he can settle down and be, look, because he could fill the, the Brock Miller role when Brock moves on. Yeah, and Brock's not healthy right now, and so if Brock does need breath and he needs to get out, you know, man, Bearstow could be that guy coming up here in the Mount West Conference Tournament. Uh, 9474, by the way, i got to get this through this. Uh, Eric, speaking of jury duty, being on jury duty, not knowing what he's doing would be a real similar to Utah State. Oh, if they had the good fortune to make it to a New Year's Six Bowl. In both scenarios, <laughs> I can see both looking around, not knowing what the heck they're doing, and wondering how they got there. That's brutal. Come on. It's your problem. Uh, <laughs> good text. Uh, you know, Eric, this uh, the, the, the guard line is going to be a heavy sort of conversation after the year's over with. Raleigh's back. Marco's back. Sean's back. Shulga's back. They have a younger guy. Uh, yeah, Ashworth. Ashworth's back. 
Statsny, I don't know where he fits in. I don't know if Carson Statsny's going to see a whole lot of minutes. It's just, there's just too much in front of him right now. And he might see, I don't know, and maybe I'm crazy, but I just, it's going to be hard for that guy to get on the court when you have that kind of depth at the at the front line. Uh, it's, uh, well, I mean, Utah State kind of has a similar situation with their... Uh... And Landon Brensley comes back from his mission in a year, I think, or by the ne- I think end of next season. So Landon Brensley will be oh. back, and he'll register, of course, probably for a year. But with your center position, there's question: Does Nimi come back? I don't think he does. No, I don't think Nimi's coming back. Does Fonzo come back? He's got an extra year. He'll be graduated. He has NCAA has granted him yep. another year. Yeah, another if he year. Wants it. Dude, and, and he'll be the big man inside there, uh, inside that area. I know Zapala will have a lot to say too, but I think Anderson will see. If he does come back, he's going to see the majority of the big man minutes with being. Boy, that's going to be a good uh, basketball team. Yes. With or without Keta, they're going to be good. All that experience and talent. Uh, Eric, so give me, you know, last night they, they beat Wyoming. Uh, had to really sweat it out there in the first half. Second half, they finally pulled away. Um, worries about going to Fresno State on a short turnaround, traveling today, playing tomorrow night. Is there any worries about that after playing a physical, physical game with Wyoming last night? I don't know if I classify last night's game as physical, physical. Really? Really? Okay. Because I just feel like Wyoming was just physical with Utah State, and in the first half, they got away with a lot. I mean, there was bodies were hitting the floor. I mean, a lot of a lot of slap and tickle going on. Just you know, <laughs> I just, but I'm telling you, man. Because Wyoming was more of a shooter. Uh, outside shooting or ISO, I, I didn't really see them. Yeah, pound it. I th- was hard I, I, screens. I, I, no, great point. And I probably put your guys on the deck. It's it's more on the defensive side. They Crashing were playing the physical. boards for the rebounds. So I don't. I didn't Kay. really see last night as a physical physical game. Okay, all right. Um, but short turnaround going to Fresno. We have a lot of confidence. They just beat Boise and Boise. Now they get a home game, final one of the year. Boy, this is. This could get dangerous if the Aggies don't come ready to play basketball. Right, and you you brought it up. Fresno State is playing with confidence. That's got to have Craig Smith and his Aggies a little bit concerned going into their game late tomorrow night. I feel like they kind of did what we did earlier where they just kind of simplified some things. They've shortened the rotation. Um, They're not running as many things offensively from what I've seen. And then guys just settle in. You know, they got a lot of new guys on their team as well. And, you know, they – They've only played, they've played 21 games up to this point. And after they play us, you know, they played a full conference slate. So they've only, they only played two non-conference games, both against non-D1 schools. Um, So I think a lot of it is just figuring some things out. I don't believe they've had a shutdown in quite some time. Whereas earlier in the year, they were, from my understanding, they had some shutdowns where they really weren't able to practice a whole lot. So I think, for them, and obviously I'm not an expert on them, but uh, I think you get to the point, too, where you get to this time of year where there's continuity and guys understand what's going on and and there becomes a comfort level. And you kind of, as a coach, you just figure out your team and players gain valuable experience and they start settling into a role. And I think that's what you're really seeing with those guys. And then, and then you start winning. You know, you beat UNLV on the road and you beat Boise on the road. And confidence is an amazing thing. 
And I think they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Shooting the ball better than people expected oh, on yeah. Monday. Boise State Tuesday. had no idea that was coming. Uh, five three three eight. What happened to Trevin Doris last night? Nothing. He's fine. He's healthy. It's just that Coach Smith did not feel like it was a good matchup for him. But he feels like Fresno State when Doris did play well because Demish got hurt. He had an ankle, just a small ankle issue. Um, could have came back into play, but Doris was playing so well he couldn't sit him. I'm curious. Why did he think that was not a good matchup for him? He's going up against a freshman big man. Yeah, and there were no other real good big guy threats. Is See, it because and they bring why... guys? Hunter Thompson would go outside to shoot. They didn't think he could cover out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to understand why he would say there wasn't a good matchup for Trevin Dorius. And I think maybe some of that, and and this is why I think there is some physicality to it. Like there is a lot of, I mean, that's why you saw Alfonso play some heavy minutes last night is because there was physical ball. And as you brought up so well, Anderson thrives under that kind of physical basketball. Just loves it, and he thrives under it. Uh, Dorius. Does not, and so, and I know he's trying to adjust to it, and he's doing better and better. But I, I that's why I think there was some physical basketball last night that Doris may not have handled as well as Keda and Anderson did. But he does like uh, Doris hearing. Uh, he liked Doris in game one against Fresno, so you could probably expect to see Doris in game two ever against Fresno. Yeah, here's what he had to say about Doris in their first matchup with the Bulldogs. Right, Trevin had a really good game that game. You know, he obviously Keda rolled his ankle in that game, and we could have brought him back, but Trevin was playing so well. And Trevin's a, Trevin's a good player. I, last night, I just thought it was a difficult matchup, so he didn't get a, didn't get in the game. But Trevin was good, and they Fresno is athletic and they have great size. I mean, they can roll out two seven footers together, um, which they did against us the last time. They have size, they have length all up and down the lineup obviously meaning in the perimeter as well. And they have tremendous athleticism. So um, that provides a challenge. I thought the first time we played them, I thought we really settled in that second half and, and played very, very well. And Trevin was a big reason why. So he's going to have opportunities on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, he'll play minutes. He'll play. Absolutely. He'll get his, his chance. Absolutely. Yep. Do you think we see that small lineup again from last night, Eric? I wouldn't be surprised. Me neither. It was effective. <laughs> I would not be surprised at all. Um, I know people, and we'll, actually, we'll go to break, but we got a lot to cover coming up. Uh, people want to know about Brock Miller and the situation there. Um, you, you know, we already talked a little bit about Shulga. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what does this lineup look like tomorrow? You know, rotation-wise, who comes in first? You've seen Shulga be the first man off the bench a couple last two games, and so... Uh, you might see more of that. 435-339-0321 if you also want to weigh in with your score prediction for Saturday. We and, got one. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game is on Sunday. Utah Jazz continue to be disrespected. Uh, does that start to break their confidence, or does it provide fuel for their fire to finish the second half of the season strong? We'll talk about that uh, after the break. Coming up on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. And, of course, the other update there, Utah State beating Wyoming last night. Uh, tonight in the Mountain West, it's Colorado State at Nevada. That's a really big show. Yeah, that's huge. Now, here's the dealio cheerio. No Wikipedia, no tricks, no jokes. Nothing like that. Colorado State loses to Nevada. Utah State beats Fresno. 
Aggies are the two seed in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Colorado State wins. It's a, it, that's it. Colorado State's the two seed. Aggies are the three seed. It's, it, we're, we're playing for kicks, giggles, and tricks tomorrow. Okay? That's but all it is. Here's, this has been an ongoing theme here, though, Ajay. Okay. What is the best scenario for the Mountain West? Okay. Colorado State with the victory tonight or Nevada? Colorado State. You said it for the Mountain West, right? Yes. Not the Aggies. Okay, for the Mountain West, it's Colorado State. For the good of the Mountain West. Which everybody except Boise State believes in. <laughs> it's only about what's good for Boise State. Which everybody except Boise State believes in. Uh, Colorado State winning. You need Colorado State to win. You need Aggies to win. And you need Colorado State and Aggies to see each other in the semifinal. And you need Boise State and San Diego State. But then you need San Diego State... To get their butts, well, not get their butts, but yeah, you need them to lose to Boise State and Utah State and Carl State. I mean, look, best case scenario: Utah State versus Boise State in the, the championship. championship game. Yeah, with an Aggie win. Yep, absolutely for the good of the Mountain West. For the good of the Mountain West. Hey, one two eight nine just texted in uh, from the grid uh, or Howard to the gridiron. USU football team is great. They would win every time if they were only three quarters in a game. Oh. One two eight nine. How dare you! Stop it. Hey, an update on uh, high school basketball going on right now. Yeah, Preston taking on Bishop Kelly in the four A semifinals mm-hmm. from the Boise area. Uh, and the Preston Indians lead seventeen to eleven at the half. Okay, but if I saw right, like the Knights scored two points in the second quarter. Um. That is what you call bad basketball. It was bad basketball for both teams in the second quarter, to I, be honest. You know, it's really hard, and I mean this with all love and respect, but it is so hard to go see college basketball day after day after day and then go watch a high school game. And you're like, dude, how did you just miss that layup? So at You're the right end, next to the flipping hoop. The score at the end of the first quarter, Ajay, was 17-9. to the score at halftime. So Preston didn't even score in the second 17 quarter. Seventeen to eleven. See, like that's what I'm talking about. How many missed layups? Like how many missed just bad turnovers? I mean, what, are we playing patty cake or are we playing a basketball game? The Bear Lake game earlier today, the halftime score was like nine to seven. Dude, I would manhandle these teams by myself. George and Yang could beat this team. That's how bad they are. No, uh, George and Yang is a professional basketball player. Yeah, you know what? And he shouldn't be. He should be working at Mickey D's. Uh, uh, Utah State at Fresno State this weekend. Um, one of the guys that's really been a big, uh, uh, a big part of Utah State's success lately. We've always been excited about what he can do, but he really starts to be seeming to come along a little bit more lately. He's playing a larger role. And that's Alfonso Anderson. He's so good. He can really be that He's X factor. So good. He's done, and he, and he does it in so many different ways, and he's just smart. Uh, last time against uh, Fresno State, Anderson had 13 points off the bench, four rebounds, played a big role uh, for the Aggies, led that bench unit, and uh, here's what uh, Coach Smith has to say about Fonzo. 
has been playing really well. He has, he's yeah. been playing the best basketball of his career, and he's had some good basketball in him now over two years. Uh, a little bit of a slower start, but he, he's playing dynamite, and with his experience, he's been such a great leader and an amazing voice, um, and really has taken over and done a tremendous job in that respect. He's earned the, the starting spot, and so I just like the way he's playing and I like the way that lineup has looked and of course you know we've had guys in and out with with Wooster having his injury issue and then Brock Miller having his back issue it's a combination of guys being injured and not being able to play and then Fon's playing so well and and uh but I like the groove we're in and and then the other part guys is just not playing those games having one game in 21 days and three games and whatever it was 28 days it's not the ideal scheduling but I like where we're going and hopefully we can keep trending upwards I like the trajectory we're on you cut so, out Funzel's line uh, last night yeah yep six points four boards two assists how many minutes did he play 28? Yeah, he's playing your starter. Well, actually, he started last night, though, didn't he? He did. Does he start on Saturday? No. Well, yeah, he does. Coach likes that lineup a lot. He loves that starting lineup right now. So, yeah, he starts tomorrow night. I really like the versatility of him in that because starting lineup. Because I would imagine that Brock Miller will not... I would strongly imagine Brock Miller will not play tomorrow night. Don't. I know that look you're giving me. I know what you want to say. Don't. Uh, hopefully he he does. I I I would hope he does, but I but don't. I better I, to have him for the tournament than risk yeah. coming back too. too and quickly. and look, whatever happens with Colorado State tonight, if they do, Aggie's already locked into the three seed. So I mean, just save Brock for the tournament. In fact, I think Coach uh, I call him Coach Miller. Coach Smith gave a little bit of a status on Brock Miller. When when did he do that exactly, Ajay? Was what? it in his opening statement? No. Is there not a Brock Miller status? Are you serious? Are we doing this again, Eric? You're so just you. Oh, never mind. I didn't even put it in there. I, I'm oh, that's too bad. I thought I saved it. Playing with the cards that have been dealt. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, uh, on Brock Miller's status. So imagine Coach Smith. Okay, stop it. Giving this update. Can I do it in Captain Craig's? Oh, yes. No, this I've is been not Captain to do this. Craig Smith. This yes, is, it is the Craig Smith. Well, it's the same thing because they do it for the same people. Okay. Uh, Brock Miller's status. Quote. Can you put the medieval music by chance? I can't too? find it. No. Okay. Mm-mm. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm not super confident. I've been watching a TV show lately. It has like these kind of voices in it, but I'm not super confident in it either at this point. We'll see how things go later today. I think I'll have a better idea in the next few hours. He's not playing tomorrow night. It'd definitely be a different look than the last time the Aggies faced yeah, Fresno sure. State. Absolutely would. Brock Miller uh, had a decent game. Eight points, uh, two boards, two assists, and a steal. Uh, and I thought he played really good defense. Um, so, I mean, I like, like what he can bring. But he's not there. He'll be all right. We'll be fine. Um, I, I, I still think we can take care of Fresno State. Everybody's got to stay healthy, though. No injuries. No injuries. No injuries. Please. No injuries. Stay healthy. Go play. Go play hard. Uh, play good, you know, 40-minute stretch of basketball and, and get out of there with a win, and let's get ready for the Mount West Conference Tournament on Thursday late night. We played really good defense last time on Orlando Robinson. He's oh, a, he's a tough – 
tough, uh, tough assignment. Uh, that's got to be one of the big things going into this matchup as well. Um, so I, I would just, I guess that would probably be Alfonso would draw that defensive assignment. I guess it, yeah, it would be Alfonso. I about said Bean, but you're right. It might be Alfonso. Who does Bean take? I'm even trying to think here, actually. Uh, gosh, they have uh, a smaller good, forward. Yeah, they don't do they? play a little bit of a smaller. Oh yeah, lineup. I was gonna say that would kind because of, uh, I was gonna say they have like a smaller forward. Um, who's really really good, and he's actually very athletic. But but I I would imagine that's I think that will be Bean's gift or Bean's job will be him. And again, that's just assuming that we get the starting lineup that we got uh, last Orlando, night. I'm sorry, I'm off. Orlando Robbins, he's seven foot tall. That's that's Keta. That's Keta's assignment. Hmm. <laughs> um. But they uh, they throw a lot of guards out there. They do. Yeah, they're gonna go, and I I imagine they're gonna go small, understanding that if they do, they can shoot a lot of threes. It's kind of what they did against Boise. They went they with a small lineup. They did have that stretch where they went and big, they though. just went nuts. They put Mia and Robinson out at the same time. Boy, it worked. And it was kind of it had pretty effective for a while. Yeah, there. yeah you struggled against the, that big lineup, two seven footers, but the, they didn't stick with it. Mia off the bench was a problem uh, in the last time these two teams met. Who was the problem? Mia. What was his stat line again? Oh, you don't have went it. away from it. You got it. I've got it. Me. Hang on, I've got it. Gosh, stay with me. No, uh, seven points, three boards, one steal, one block. Which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but when he was in, he was effective. Yeah, in his fifteen minutes on the court. Yeah. Um, he comes off off the bench too, but there wasn't a so, single soul. In a Fresno State jersey, who scored double figures? Hey, what was Dorius's line again? In that game one, Dorius in seventeen minutes had nine points, five boards, an assist, wow, two steals, two blocks. Yeah, he's coming off the bench then. Yeah, he, you'll see Dorius. Holy cow! No, was that good of a line? Feels like forever ago. That game feels like so long ago. Uh, so, Ajay, your your prediction, what's the score prediction going to be? It's going to be a close and game. And what's the key? Yeah, no. Uh, keys for Utah The State. key is, is, is not letting them get hot from three. Like, guard the perimeter and guard it well. Do not let them get cooking at home from deep or else you're going to get yourself into a deep hole pretty quickly. Final score is asked, uh, Aggie 70, Fresno State 65. Mm, so you still think it'll be close? Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fresno's got nothing to lose, Eric. They got everything to gain, nothing to lose. Let it fly, play loose, have fun, fight a home game. This is this is a very scary game for Utah State. Uh, I like Utah State's defense, the way they're playing, the way they're dialed in right now. Uh, and I also like the way Utah State's starting to hit their outside shots from their bench unit. Um, I've got Utah State 74 and uh, Fresno State 66. 74-66. Hey, we should have been doing this for the whole entire season, and we haven't. You and I need to be doing this better, but game ball last night. Who gets it? Oh, man, that's a tough call. Um, I'd probably give it to Bean. That's a good call. I, I like that. I'm going to give mine. 
Oh, mine's tough too, actually. But I, he, uh, for me, he just seemed most most consistent oh, through the heavens, game. Oh, heavens! Yeah, yeah. He was all over the place. No, that's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna go different, um, just to kind of spread it out. But I'm gonna go Ashworth, who's five of ten from the field, three of four from deep. He had 13 points, uh, three rebounds, three assists in 29 minutes of basketball. Well, he really sparked their got offense them going in the offensively half. when they needed it. Yep. Just as a, I guess, a point of reference, uh, Fresno State against Boise. Uh, Robinson had 11 points. Holland had 12. Stroud had 16. Uh, Mia didn't even play uh, against he, Boise State. He wasn't injured, was he? I can't remember. I don't know. I, I want to say he was injured or something. He wasn't available for he that had game. 14 points off the bench. Yeah. He's going to be a problem. They were they shot ten of twenty three from three. That was very uncharacteristic. Hmm. All right, calling a timeout here in the full court press. When we come back, uh, the All Star Weekend this week. Utah Jazz sending two players and a coach. Nobody wants two players. The disrespect continues for the Jazz. We'll talk about it coming up next on the Full Court Press. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Hey, A577. Text in says, uh, "Oh, we are playing so much more better now that Shulga has taken Barstow's minutes." Agreed, Eric. There's a little bit more. I don't know control. Uh, I think that I think Shulga does play in a little bit more control. He has. I, I like a lot of things that Barstow can do, but he has a tendency to lose focus at the wrong time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm with you. And he has he causes catastrophic turnovers. Um I just think he needs a little more confidence and control. Nine but three Shulga is playing yeah, solid. So good. Steady minutes. Can't take his minutes away team, right now. Right. He's more engaged now as he's been practicing with the and getting more minutes. He's looking better and better every time we see him. Nine three one five. Nimi is playing different than the last time we played them. Question mark. Uh, different. The last time we played Fresno State. State. I don't know how much different he's playing from that. I mean, it's still dominating the game, playing well inside, being physical inside in the defensive end. He's had a double double in what his last each of his last five. Yeah, games. it's ridiculous. Him and. Him and Bean have had a double 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 in the same game the last four games. The last four games, Eric, they've had a double double together. So against Fresno, cool. Nimi, uh, fourteen points, five boards, one assist, five blocks. Good. Gosh, really? He had five blocks last night too. Yeah, he's had six blocks and five blocks. I don't know how many times now. We're up there though. <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly not. Uh, um, a, a big offensive game from Nimi doesn't need to be though. And he didn't have pull down a, 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 you know double digit and rebounds like we've been seeing lately. Wait, Nimi hasn't. No, against Fresno State. He oh, didn't. okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Hey, you, but he also went up against a, a pretty good skilled big. Sure man. did. Did you see when Raleigh? I think it was a it was a missed free throw, and Bean, like he's supposed to do, go up and grab the rebound, and Raleigh's like, "Nah, I'm a guard. I'm Russell Westbrook," and just collides with Bean. And the ball goes out of bounds. Craig Smith lost his mind. That was funny. I mean, it wasn't funny. Um, that was comical. Comical. Because <laughs> you could just see Bean look at Raleigh like, what are you doing down here? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Leave. Well, that's what make that's one of the great the things about the Aggies is uh, everybody tries to crash the boards. Everybody yeah. tries to get the rebounds. <laughs> Just the look that Bean gave Raleigh though. <laughs> He's not happy. So last night uh it was Team LeBron. Oh, do we have team to do Kevin this? Kevin Durant choosing Eric, who they want on their team. Eric, I don't want to use vulgar language on this show. <laughs> and uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert chosen dead last. And that like gives justification to all these haters out there. I don't want to do this. Just love to mock the Jazz. So, does this, uh, do, do the Utah Jazz, does this start to frustrate them and they start to like lose a little bit of their confidence? Um, or does this just provide fuel to the fire, just add another chip on their shoulder to go prove everybody wrong? So, that's a great question. Um, and I think it does a little of both. And, and maybe our listeners can help me understand this. Like, am I the only one sitting on this pedestal for the Utah Jazz? with my sword trying to defend their mountain? Or am I in the wrong? Like, I'd love to hear from our listeners. Am I in the wrong in defending the Utah Jazz? Does LeBron James, does this incredibly pointless analyst who should never have a show in his life called Nick Wright have a point? Am I wrong? Because here's the thing. It doesn't really diminish their confidence, but I think it's in the back of their head, and there's a little bit of moping around when calls don't go their way, when players get special treatment from the referees. And they think in the back of their head, it's still sitting there, oh, we're the Utah Jazz. The NBA does not want us to be successful. Nobody believes in us. Nobody believes in us. Not even our superstars get that treatment. Does or, I mean, and I think it sits there. And then there's a fire in their field. Yeah. Now you want to go beat LeBron and the Lakers by 30. Well, last year, Rudy Gobert scored 21 points in the All-Star game. He ain't going to barely touch the ball in this game. I don't think Donovan... Is he on Quinn's team or is he on uh, Doc Rivers' team? I don't know yet. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if... Quinn, I don't think Quinn's select- probably coaching Team LeBron, isn't he? I have... Yeah, because that's... The, well, I don't know. I would imagine it's Team LeBron because that's the Western team. Eric, but here's the problem. It's just... It's it's more... we They not only just get respect, but in the All-Star game, they might get frozen out. Which we haven't seen since Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. They won't get frozen. Out. You don't come on. Do you think they were picked at last? Do you think in the, the way they reacted? Game, man? Do you think the way they reacted in the post game in the Philly game has anything to do with why they were selected in, last? And if that's the case, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jill Embiid, Ben Simmons, uh, Steph Curry should all should all been treated the same way. If that is the case, that I mean, it should be happening for every player. Hey, uh, breaking news. This is according to Tony Jones. Mike Connolly, pending medical protocol, is invited to the All-Star game. What? This is a court. The sources tell The Athletic. Why? I don't know if somebody's not going to make it, if somebody has decided to pull out. What? Or if he's In just the there world? as a backup? I don't know. Tony Jones reporting that Mike Connolly 
has been invited to the All-Star Game. Huh. Well, I hope he gets to put on a jersey and get out there and play. He definitely deserves a chance. So a third jazz player picked last? <laughs> That's friendly. That's true. Going NBA. Uh, by the way, Preston leads Bishop Kelly 30-25, to 25, a little more offense in the third quarter. But the, the Indians still the have the ball in the, the hole. I'll have the score update on CashValleyDaily.com later tonight. Feel free to check back. And uh, tomorrow we'll see how the Aggies do as well as they take on Fresno State. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back here on Monday.